Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about the power of data sharing and collaboration and how data clean rooms can help organizations in several ways. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Kamakshi Sivaramakrishnan, founder and CEO at Samuha. Kamakshi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. This is going to be an interesting topic to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Looking looking forward to talking about this with you. I don't I don't think this gets enough enough airtime in general here. So looking forward to talking about this with you. But before we get started, why don't you give a little background on yourself as well as what you're currently doing at Samuha? Indeed. I'm the founder and CEO of Samuha. By way of background, this is my third startup I've been involved with. And as they say, I'm a repeat offender of startups. I love the the whole dynamic of starting something from scratch, creating value, kind of enabling businesses, especially. I love to build, you know, products for for enterprises, for businesses. It's a, it's a, there are a number of difficult problems to solve for. You talked about data sharing and collaboration. I mean, in the world of kind of big data that we live in, there is tremendous opportunities around garnering insights around enterprise data. There are a number of tools that come along and have been developed over the years. But when you think about the core concept of how enterprises get smart around their data by sharing and collaboration with the, by sharing and collaborating within their ecosystem, I think there are there's a lot more to be done in terms of making that super easy, seamless, accessible, not just to the technical audience, but also to the non-technical audience, especially when you think about marketing, customer success, customer experience, and when you think about all kind of you know aspects of a business that are not that are very analytical, but not necessarily technical. The problem to solve for data sharing and collaboration made super easy for them is a big, still untapped opportunity. And that's what Samuha is doing here. And having done this a couple of times before and that too successfully, the hope here is that we're able to create even more success in the world of B2B enterprise technology here. Great, great. So. Yeah, you know, as as mentioned, a lot of marketing folks, marketing technology, and and customer experience, customer success people in the audience here. And so, you know, I'm sure at this point, they've probably heard the term data clean room, but may not know a lot more than that. Than you know, just it's 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 increasing in importance, and it's it's certainly a, a good option. But you know, I'd like to start by by defining. So, if you don't mind, just. Um, could you start by explaining, you know, what what are some of the current challenges that led to the need for a data clean room? For sure. So when you think about data clean rooms, honestly, I would admit that clean rooms probably doesn't do as much justice to describing what is exactly this product doing. I think a lot 
a better description for that is collaboration and sharing of data done securely. That's why secure data collaboration, secure data sharing. And then when you think about collaboration, right? Zoom, Slack, Teams, think of all kinds of collaboration tools that we have had over the years and how accessible it has it has become, right? The pandemic redefined accessibility of collaboration around around video and meetings, right? And it, yeah. it highly non-technical people started getting very comfortable with it. Admittedly, before that, Zoom was probably more as an enterprise tool, right? It became so accessible to everybody. Kind of bringing that same degree of access to data and collaboration around data is exactly what the kind of untapped opportunity here is. Is that done seamlessly? Is that done so that you don't have to be a highly technical audience? You're an analytical audience. You have a number of business use cases and outcomes around around how your data when when collab is enabled by collaborating with your with your partners. Your partners could be your customers your partner ecosystem, your suppliers, your vendors. There are a number of ways in which when you bring together data. The important point here is no enterprise has a complete view and understanding of customer data. So that's why collaboration becomes a very important aspect to be able to drive meaningful insights and more importantly, decisions around a business. And most of the time, data ha comes with a number of kind of constraints, right? There is, there is privacy, there is competitive value, there is governance, there are regulatory requirements around which you effectively have to have compliance as well. So that's why the data sharing and collaboration, while it's yes, a collaboration tool, it's a harder problem because you have to think about these number of aspects around privacy, security, governance, compliance, et cetera. That's why I, it, it has, it's a hard problem. That's why it has remained unsolved in many ways over the years. So there are sort of companies like Samuha that is now going for it and solving it in a way that it's maintaining the same degree of accessibility of other collaboration tools, but it's solving it for a hard problem like data collaboration. To point some specific use cases, when you think about health systems, think about how a pharma life sciences company conducts clinical trials and there is data that needs to be shared that is highly sensitive data around patients between health systems and pharma companies. If you think about payers and insurance providers, there is data sharing between them and the health systems. That is kind of in the healthcare ecosystem. If you think about financial services, how do financial institutions like retail consumer banks and for that matter, you know, enterprise banking solutions as well. There is a collective insight that is necessary to become smarter to be able to offer better financial services and products to your, your consumers and customers. One of the use cases that actually came to us rather recently is about how a large financial system that basically had many funds operating under it, seven to eight funds operating under it, needed portfolio optimization, but each fund cannot share proprietary data with each other. So even within an enterprise, there are lots of interesting use cases where compliance reasons and governance reasons prohibit data sharing even within an enterprise. This multi-manager portfolio optimization problem. I can go on and on when you think about <laughs> marketing, for example, uh, with the whole change of how you know the internet is getting more heavily regulated, when you think about availability of cookies, et cetera, and how that whole ecosystem has been abused over the years, now bringing data collaboration done securely and safely, it allows for marketing measurement online to be done much more safely from a consumer privacy point of view. So these are all kind of different industry use cases when you think about data sharing and collaboration. But Samuha is coming to it by saying that we are bringing an easy solution for it. We are bringing a no excuse solution so that enterprises can be 
held accountable because it's an easy way to solve for this problem. There's no need to do any kind of compromise around being respecting your your customers' data, your consumers' data. Yeah, yeah. And so I I do want to get back to the the marketing and advertising point that you you made just now. But first, just uh, there, there's a lot in in what you just said, and you know a lot a lot of valuable aspects of a data clean room. How would you you know, succinctly define, you know, if, if uh, somebody listening out there today is like, I want a data clean room, you know, how, how do you, how would you define that, what that actually means to them? So if you think about I as a functionary in a, in a, in a business, I want to share data with a, another party who sits outside of my business and we have a common objective in terms of data that insights that we would like to, to gather from the data that we share. So basically what Clean Room offers is a secure data collaboration. So that is both of our data sets within the Clean Room are, are processed in such a fashion that there is no mobility of data. It's done as a cloud native solution. So both of our data sets are typically sitting on the cloud. We're in circa 2023. Uh, there's a, there's, it's, it's a cloud, it's the age of cloud, right? So our data is sitting on the cloud. We do not want any mobility of our data. That means it does not move from where it is at, but yet we are able to collaborate. That means the data sets are able to co-mingle without either party having visibility on the data, yet you're able to run an insights, a data science or a SQL query type of a workload on it to be able to garner insights from that data in terms of, for example, simplest thing, what are the common customers you and I have? That's basically an, an audience yeah. and our customer overlap use case. So that, so to your marketing audience, it would be, this is kind of a very proverbial canonical use case, right? So that, sharing that data done within a clean room without data moving and neither sides having exposure to each other's data, that is what is being done inside of a clean room. Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Partner Hero. Customer service outsourcing has long been available mainly to large enterprise businesses with long-term contracts and onerous procurement processes. Partner Hero is challenging business as usual and bringing the benefits of outsourcing to small and medium businesses as well as startups. With short, flexible contracts and fast ramp-up times, Partner Hero is making customer support outsourcing a viable option for small and medium businesses and startups. It's perfect for companies with seasonality expecting a temporary spike in volume or that simply need to scale up. And their focus on quality means your customers will get an experience that feels like it comes from your team. If you're ready to bring in outside customer support help for your company that feels like it's part of your existing team, check out Partner Hero. Head on over to partnerhero.com agile, that's partnerhero.com A-G-I-L-E, to book a free consultation with their solutions team. Mention you heard about Partner Hero from the Agile brand and the way of the setup fee. Now let's get back to the show. So going going back to the the marketing and advertising aspect, so uh, many of those, if not all of those people listening out there, are in some way dealing with this. You know, whether it's consumer data privacy regulations or third party cookies being deprecated, and all all of the things kind of related to consumer privacy laws, regulations, and as well as industry kind of self regulation, you could say. As marketers are, are kind of scrambling to create a first-party data strategy to, to comply with all of this, where do data clean rooms fit within all of this? Excellent question. Right? Data clean rooms are not becoming an optionality. They are becoming a critical you know, tool in the, in the marketer's armor. There is simply no other way to 
respect the competitive sovereign value of the first party data that a marketer would have. And yet a marketer doesn't operate in isolation, right? They operate in conjunction with where their audiences and their target audiences are. So there is a, there's this natural synergy in the marketing tech context where audiences and marketers live close with each other. When I say audiences, marketers in a proverbial use case is growth, acquisition, retention, messaging, you know, the the opportunity to cross-message, cross-sell, all of these kind of capabilities require reaching another audience. And to your point, the death of third-party cookies is is the right move from an end consumer perspective. But that now brings a lot much more focus to first-party data. First-party data has high competitive sovereign value. There is governance regulation in terms of how that first-party data, especially when it is end consumer data, should be treated. So data clean rules, to the earlier point that I made, provides that critical tool. It's not an option value. It provides a critical tool by saying that, hey, your data doesn't move marketer. Your data doesn't move publisher or media house yet you're able to effectively understand each other's audiences and understand how best to kind of create a marketing campaign in terms of describing the audience, measuring marketing insights, and activating audiences, et cetera. So this requires kind of an individual consumer by consumer analytics and insights, but yet either party should not be exposing their, their first-party data to each other. That's where kind of the clean room becomes that critical tool in the in the watch chest available to a marketer. Last of the point I would say is marketing and marketers are leading the charge of data collaboration and even in fact establishing to other industries saying that this is how data collaboration is done securely. I'm so glad that marketers have embraced secure data collaboration maybe for so because of external mm-hmm. kind of right. you know <laughs> regulatory reason but marketers are leading the charge compared to kind of you know practitioners in other industries to show how this can be done how you can adopt new capabilities and tools tool sets yeah that yeah that's really interesting that you say that that there is an opportunity for this the the marketing profession to kind of lead here even though i feel reading what i read and everything i feel like a lot of marketers are are late to the game as far as really having a robust first party data strategy. It sounds like they're when it comes to collaboration and stuff. That's that's really interesting that they might be in in some senses leading the charge. Um, I think know, that's an interesting point, Greg, that you mentioned. If I may, for a second there. Yeah. While marketers are late, that late is relative to where the challenge of third-party cookie-based tracking right. has, and, right? That late is measured in in relation to the challenge that particular industry and the use case is there present. But if you think about how a marketer works versus how does a healthcare practitioner work versus how does a financial services or a finance engineer works, I would say marketers are leading the charge on that relative basis. Uh, even from Sabuha's perspective, right? We have off, we have brought this to market as a multi-industry category clean room solution, and we're able to see how marketers are leading the charge of adoption compared to kind of practitioners in other industries. But I agree absolutely in terms of the the relative challenge that we have that this industry space is facing. There's still kind of relative slowness compared to that. But again, you know, that that challenge is also compounded, right? When you think right. about kind of the largest player, Google, it the can gets keeps getting punted down the road insofar right. as how like, you know, the third party cookie kind of that that's such a critical part of the Google kind of ecosystem and their own monetization and revenue base. 
So some yeah. of the kind of this industry does a fair amount of disservice to itself because it's literally been decades and decades of you know third-party cookie-based tracking. Now changing that is literally developing another muscle. So that obviously creates some slowness of adoption. And then there is greater awareness to be able to comply to regulation now versus before. That also compounds kind of the delay, if you may, but still on a relative basis, I feel marketers are still leading the charge. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I do quite a bit of, of consulting work in the uh, both healthcare and financial services that you mentioned. And I completely agree that it's uh, everything's relative, right? So yeah, definitely. For sure, for sure. Def- Definitely agree. So, you know, we've talked quite a bit in the abstract about, you know, how data clean rooms work. Wanted to ask a little bit more specifically about your platform, Samuha, and just, you know, how does a marketer work with it? You know, what, what is, what, what does it look like from their perspective um, to, to use this? Sure. So Samuha is available as a cloud-based native application. So, when you think about marketers and data that marketers have to work with, there's typically one out of the three or four, five big clouds where their data is housed. And they are partnering a marketer, say partners with the publisher. Publisher's data is also housed in one of the three to five clouds. Now, the the, the core problem that a clean room or a, especially someone who has clean room solves for is the fact that irrespective of the cloud where the data is housed, how, how are these two parties able to collaborate with each other and say run an, a campaign measurement tool? So the way we do this is just as data, we bring the compute to data. So since data is resident in the cloud environment, Samuha's application is a cloud-based native application. In Samuha's case, we the cloud-based native application is available on Snowflake. And any Snowflake customer, or for that matter, any cloud customer is able to, with one click of a button, install the Samuha Samuha native application on their tenant, on their account, and effectively leverage a bunch of pre-baked templates for marketing use cases around measurement, around audience activation, around overlap, around reach and frequency, et cetera, and very simply set up privacy kind of, uh, rules around how data can be joined, data can be grouped by and filtered by. These are all when you think about like how data, how actions are, are, are implemented on data in terms of privacy governance rules, et cetera. All of that can be done very easily once the application is installed on your account. And then, as I said, you can run these, uh, the typical marketing use cases as pre-baked templates already available within the clean room. So all of this is done with a no-code UI. So that's where kind of the the non-technical persona comes in, right? Think of a non-technical persona coming into the native application. As I said, it's a web-based application. You're able to literally navigate yourself through a four-step wizard that tells you how do you set up a clean room? How do you connect your data sources from any cloud environment that it sits on? How do you define policies on that data in terms of security and governance? And then how do you run a marketing use case workload around it? All of this is done with a no-code UI and interface. That exists similarly for the other side as well, which is the other collaborator or the other party. And off you go. You're off to the races. Literally, you do not need to write one line of code to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So then, you know, as far as preparing to do something like this, is it, what what should marketers be thinking about? I mean, it sounds like they would need some kind of repository like a Snowflake or, or something like that. But is there is there anything else they should be thinking about in terms of getting ready to be able to use something like this? 
That's a great question, right? I think, see, the good news here is cloud migration has been going on over the years. Then right. majority of marketer data is on the cloud. And insofar as data preparation is concerned, obviously there are, uh, look, having them as, having data readily available either in a lake or a warehouse. Warehouse means it is somewhat semi-structured, if not structured data. And these columns and metadata basically describe what are the attributes of the data available. So from a marketer data preparedness perspective, having kind of a, a data platform of record is critical. And hopefully most marketers have at least solved for that. Having some warehouse that basically houses the data, your warehouse of choice, whether it's Snowflake, Databricks, whatever be it, you have that of choice, that is that is great too. Uh, that's, that's kind of step number one, if you may, after step number zero of choosing kind of your cloud solution of record, uh, yeah. your data platform of record, you have your warehouse in which there is structured data, and then effectively choosing your appropriate application like Samuha that then works off of, off of that warehouse data because it is semi-structured to structured data in there already. In terms of preparation, literally clean rooms require nothing else. All you do is understand your metadata, specify what your metadata is. It, very importantly, maybe the marketer understands how to set policies on that data, right? Understanding what is sensitive data, what is not sensitive data, and how do you define the right kind of policies and how do you define the right kind of use case? I think marketers coming in prepared with that, that makes products like this even smarter and better, right? Because we are we are coming in as a big easy button. So marketers understanding their, their use cases, coming in prepared for that, having a data platform of record from a cloud perspective, having a particular warehouse solution that they have used, whether it is Snowflake or Redshift or whatever be it, and then basically having a, a collaboration strategy in place in terms of what use case that they're deploying. The rest of it can be done technologically with a product like Samuha. Great, great. Well, Kamakshi, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, one last question before we wrap up here. So you've given a lot of great advice, a lot of great insights already, but what's, what's one piece of advice you'd have for those marketers listening out there who might be considering usage of, of a data clean room in the months ahead? I would say marketers invest, uh, just like a human being must invest in oneself. That's kind of the best investment <laughs> one can make. I would say marketers invest in your data. And uh, there are there's the, the cloud migration over the years has created access to so many data-centric tools. And collaboration now is a big vector for how marketers are going to get smarter with their data. So making data collaboration and critical part of your arsenal and choosing a solution for data collaboration done securely as a critical part of your checklist is an important aspect that every marketer should carry forward. And so from an advice perspective, choose your data platform, choose your cloud platform, choose your warehouse, and make sure that collaboration and sharing is an important critical tool and choose an application for that. Hopefully, Samuha, that is your solution. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank uh, Kamakshi Sivaramakrishnan, founder and CEO at Samuha, for joining the show. You can learn more about Kamakshi and Samuha by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. 
To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.